Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi there, and welcome to this episode called Seven Common Money Fears and What to Do About Them. Well, when it comes to money, there are a few words that I hear a lot in the same sentence. Fear, anxiety, concern, guilt, and shame. Now, language has power over us, and the words we use to associate one thing with another also has power. If we're constantly linking the word money with those other words, the feeling and energy in our body is going to deplete and we will feel a physical shrinking back. It's as though we are attempting to hide from the world and possibly also the word money. Now, this may sound a little dramatic, but the energy we attach to things does have a physical reaction in our bodies. Just as an example, think about something happy. It could be your partner or your kids, a holiday, a nice memory, whatever it happens to be. Think about that and notice how your body feels when you have this thought. Next, think about something really unpleasant or even sad, like an accident, an illness of a loved one, injustice, speaking in front of a group, or not being able to pay your bills on time. Again, whatever it happens to be for you, think about it and notice how your body feels now. Which of those two feels better? I'm guessing the happy feeling, right? Now let's change the thoughts and feelings that we attach to money and begin to change the narrative or story that we have been telling ourselves and others for years. You have the power to make that change. You have to want to uh, and then decide to make that change. This might sound easier said than done. So let me go through the seven most common money fears I hear and see. And there's a pattern behind these. And just to give you a preview, they all relate to fear that leads to inaction or stagnation. So here we go. Number one, I hear a lot. Money is so complicated. Well, at its most basic level, money is actually pretty simple. Money comes in and money goes out. Now, to build wealth does add some complication, but it doesn't have to be so complex that you can't make decisions and understand what is going on. Now, there are two main issues that I see with this money fear. Firstly, it's having so much choice that makes things seem complicated. So many different kinds of bank accounts, superannuation accounts, credit cards, loans, (laughs) investment products, and on and on. Navigating this and choosing the right one, in inverted commas, often puts the decision into the too hard basket, which leads to either no decision being made or relying entirely on someone else to make the decision for you, which keeps you trapped and relying on them forevermore and possibly paying the fees that go with it. The second issue I see with this sphere is that companies come to you and will want to solve these complex money problems. But these are the companies that are also telling you how complicated money is in the first place. Of course, they're happy to help you fix this for a fee. Now, I'm a big believer in personal empowerment. 
and why we all need help in life. The point is that 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 help should allow you to then help yourself and not remain reliant on someone or something else. So that brings me to number two in terms of money fears. What if I make a mistake and the market crashes? Now, life is about making and learning from mistakes. They are unavoidable. And when it comes to money, the idea is to try and minimize the impact of the mistakes as much as you can. But even with experienced market predictions, it's difficult to really know what is going to happen. Just look at the last few years. They've shown us that the unimaginable can happen and that market responses are not predictable. So the only thing to do is understand how to structure your finances to suit your lifestyle and values so you can continue to live your life no matter what happens. How does that saying go? Expect the best and prepare for the worst? What again holds many of us back is because we don't really know what sort of lifestyle we want, nor what we value in life. The decisions we make are either random or based on something someone else has told us to do or we've looked at what someone else has done and we've sort of tried to copy it because we thought it would work. Or we stay stuck in fear and do nothing. So the next step here is to envision your lifestyle. And if you want to, I have a podcast called Overcoming Money Overwhelm. And this has a lifestyle visioning exercise that I take you through in there. So that you might, if you haven't already listened to that, you might want to go back and listen to that episode. You can also identify your values and systematically set up your money to support your lifestyle and your values. So number three, what if I lose my job and I can't recover financially? Well, whether it's a job loss or a relationship breakdown, there are a number of things that can set you back financially. And it could even be taking time off work to have kids because there can often be a gap of years in that space. This creates worry and the worry itself can be debilitating, which again leads to inaction. This then creates more worry and the cycle continues. When this sort of cycle occurs, you need to take just one step to break that circle. Whether it's cutting down on spending or asking for a pay rise or selling unwanted stuff or setting up a micro-investing account with as little as a dollar, you can also listen to my podcast on that. Something needs to happen to break the cycle of inaction and to make you realize and feel that you can take control of your financial world. The rest then links back to understanding your values and lifestyle, as I mentioned earlier. So number four, what if I'm always living paycheck to paycheck? This is very similar to the previous money fear and being in a cycle of worry and inaction that can feel disempowering. Remember that you have the ability to make changes and that starting with one small step is all it can take. Have your end goal, that is your desired lifestyle in mind, and then focus on one step at a time to get you there. Now, the main money elements that you can influence and be empowered with are the income, the amount you have coming in, and be it through selling unwanted stuff or asking for a pay rise or doing some more study so that you can get a higher paying job. Then comes spending 
choosing where to reduce spending, things that you cannot, you can, you don't have to spend money on, even if it's cutting down on the number of coffees you buy, or maybe just doing takeout once a week instead of three times a week. Just as some examples. Next comes saving, and that consistent, regular saving, um, putting smaller amounts away to reach a certain goal. Without a goal, it makes it very difficult. So I recommend having that. That also links back to your lifestyle and values. And that's another thing in itself, which I won't go too much into in this episode. Or then comes investing. And even if you don't have much left over uh, income-wise, you can also micro-invest, as I mentioned above. Take one small step at a time and do this consistently. Depending on the step, Start with one thing per month, little by little, and you'll start to get excited at the results you see, and you'll be motivated to do more, more often. (laughs) Trust me. Number five, I'm never going to get out of debt. This is one of the first things that seems to be taught to us as we enter our adult life, how to get into debt. We typically want everything now. And so there are multiple ways to get into debt to support that. A credit card for smaller items, a personal loan for things like a car, then comes the mortgage for a home. And the concept of investment property comes up quite a bit. So potentially there is another large loan for that. Before we know it, we are in a lot of debt and potentially feeling smothered by it and not knowing what to do. For me personally, I don't like debt. I did get caught in a debt spiral for a while though, and it's very easy to do. I also felt pressure from my family to invest in property. Now, my father even found me an investment property he wanted me to buy, (laughs) and also pressure to get a loan for a new car. Now, I had my old car for 20 years, and I've only recently had to replace it, and I saved up for it, and when I needed to, I had the money there. Once again, I didn't want to go into debt for it. In the early days, I stood firm to what felt right for me because I just had a feeling. Then later I found clarity on what sort of life I wanted and why. And that made it so much easier to make decisions to support my life without also having to constantly make excuses or provide explanations to others. So now I live comfortably and avoid debt as much as possible. Make your choices for you. And if your debt levels are higher than you're comfortable with, take a look at your desired life and decide whether you can remove some of your debt by selling things that you have debt over. Then focus on paying off the rest of your debt with the highest interest rate debt first. Hammer those payments on that debt while still paying the minimum on all your other debts. And once that that first debt is gone, focus on the next with the highest interest rate. And then the next until you're left with just your home loan. And if you don't have a home loan, use the money that you were using to pay for those repayments and put it away to save for a home. So number six, I'm never going to have enough money. By now, there are some similarities among the fears. And this one is related to losing income and living paycheck to paycheck. Worrying about never having enough money is just what you're focusing on. That worry, it feeds on itself, and that leads to anxiety, which leads to inaction. Remember, 
Take one step at a time and be regular and consistent in your money actions. Train your mind to focus on the lifestyle you truly want and keep this in mind when you make a money decision or take a money step. Number seven, our last fear. What will friends and family think of me? Finally, this one comes down to what if my family or friends think I can't manage my money and don't know what I'm doing? Well, chances are they have, are or have been in the same situation (laughs) because it's been historically seen as taboo to talk about money. We don't realize that many people share the same worries and concerns. There is truth to that saying, a problem shared is a problem halved. I have certainly experienced this to be true. I used to keep everything inside and rarely share my concerns or fears. Then I had an incredibly frustrated moment and blurted something out at a dinner party with friends. And I'm so glad I did. One of my friends linked me up with a friend of hers and that led to a completely new career path and lifestyle. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And remember that it's your life you're living, not someone else's. It doesn't matter if someone thinks they have your best interests at heart, like my dad did in finding me an investment property that I didn't want. What matters is what you want and the lifestyle you envision and want to experience. And it also matters the life that you want to live with your children. So how many of those could you relate to? It isn't necessary to count. The purpose of this exercise is not to make you feel worse than you probably already do about money. The purpose is to help you to realize that you are not alone and many people feel the same way. Before I really got started on my money journey, I could very much relate to numbers two, four, five, and six, (laughs) and sometimes even number seven. And this was coming from a background where I had studied accounting. Go figure. Personal finance has more to do with how we see ourselves than what we do and don't know about money. There is a certain amount of knowledge is power, but it accounts for uh, more like 20%. The remaining 80% is how you perceive both yourself and your ability to manage your money. That is your mindset and attitude. This brings me back to a comment I made earlier. You have the power to make the change. You have to want to and then decide to make that change. Learn what you need to do, get help with the mindset side, and keep looking forward. Leave your past decisions where they are and remember that you determine your future.